It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitkins who are on the fence about whether to run for public office have just under three weeks to decide. The filing period to run for local office opened Monday morning. Several seats are up for grabs this year on both the Sitka Assembly and the school board. Assemblymember Crystal Duncan's three-year term is up, and Tim Pike and J.J. Carlson's terms are also expiring. Carlson was appointed to the Assembly to serve out the final year of Rebecca Hemshute's term after Hemshute was elected to the state legislature. Pike was appointed to fill Dave Miller's seat under the, until the next municipal election. Of the candidates who run for these seats, the top two vote earners will be elected for three-year terms on the Assembly, and third place will serve for one year. On the Sitka School Board, two three-year terms and one two-year seat are opening up. Melanie Board's one-year term is expiring, as is Danny Snyder's term. Snyder was appointed to fill Mitch Mork's seat until the next municipal election. Blossom Teal Olson's seat is also opening up. She stepped down last month, but her term was set to expire this fall. The school board is holding a special meeting at 6 p.m. on July 19th in the district office boardroom to interview a candidate interested in serving out Teal Olson's term until the municipal election. There may also be two propositions on the ballot. The first asks voters whether they want to establish a permanent 1% seasonal sales tax to fund repairs to aging school buildings. The second would allow city employees to serve on the school board. Both must be approved on final reading by the Assembly at the next regular meeting in order to make it on the ballot. Candidate packets can be picked up from the municipal clerk on the third floor of City Hall. The filing period to run for office closes at 5 p.m. on Friday, August 4th. A magnitude 7.2 earthquake triggered a tsunami warning for the Alaska Peninsula and Kodiak Island late Saturday night. The strong earthquake hit about 70 miles southwest of Sandpoint shortly before 11 p.m. and was followed by several aftershocks. Sirens sounded in local communities, including Sandpoint and Kodiak, with officials urging residents to seek higher ground. The tsunami warning was later downgraded to an advisory and was canceled altogether by 1 a.m. Sunday. The National Tsunami Warning Center said the maximum observed height of waves off King Cove and Sand Point was half a foot. The warning also stirred Anchorage residents late Saturday, with some reporting that they got the emergency alert on their phones. Geologists have previously said it's unlikely that an earthquake of this magnitude could generate a large tsunami in Anchorage. Seismologists with the U.S. Geological Survey said residents in Sand Point, Clarks Point, Cold Bay, and King Cove reported feeling the initial quake and aftershocks. A long-awaited senior living facility is now open in Juneau. Riverview Senior Living offers assisted living apartments and memory care units. As KTOO's Katie Anastas reports, it's the result of more than a decade of collaboration between a nonprofit, a developer, and the city. When Betty Marriott moved into Riverview, she asked if she could bring her baby grand piano. I've been playing piano since I was 10, and I just love it, yeah. It's my emotional release, you might say. I mean, you know, you're happy, you're sad, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just comes out in your music. On a recent Monday afternoon, the 83-year-old plays a song called Snowbird. She'd play it again later, during happy hour in the dining room.
moved from her home in Douglas about a month ago. She says she likes Riverview so far. It's brand new, so it's very clean, you know, and it's, it's I like the people who work here. They're all very friendly and helpful. Finding housing in Juneau is hard. It can be even harder for seniors who want to stay in Juneau but need a bit more care. Nearly one in four adults in southeast Alaska are 60 or older. As local seniors seek to age in place, Riverview provides a new place to do it. The facility is located in the Mendenhall Valley. It has 58 assisted living apartments and 29 memory care units. Monthly rent starts at $6,000 for a studio and $7,500 for a one-bedroom apartment. Community Relations Director Carrie Pusich says they're filling up fast. We expect to be 80% full uh, in the next four to six months, if not 100% full. The interest that we have gotten from um, the community has been overwhelming. Each apartment has its own bathroom and kitchenette. Staff members are there to help with daily activities, like taking medications, getting dressed, or using the restroom. The state-run Pioneer Home also offers its residents multiple levels of care, but most are memory care patients, and it has a long wait list. That's what inspired Sue Douglas to try to bring another option to Juno. Some people who needed assisted care but weren't on the Pioneer Home list or would have to wait way too long found that the only thing they could do is move out of state or move up to Anchorage. Douglas was president of the nonprofit Senior Citizen Support Services in 2012 when they began the search for a developer who could create an assisted living community in Juneau. And that took several years, and it took a lot of uh, meetings with the city and with two or three developers. And when Tory Pines Development decided to invest in Juneau, it was the answer to our dreams. The city and borough of Juneau helped. The lease of city land helped reduce upfront costs, and the assembly approved a property tax exemption for assisted living units. I refer to this as the perfect kind of public-private project that communities should have, where there's an appropriate role for government, a small role, and where it incentivizes um, private development. Juno Assembly member Michelle Hale agrees. She's the assembly liaison to the Juno Commission on Aging. She says the city's work with Douglas's nonprofit and Tory Pines shows the city can make meaningful contributions to the housing market without constructing a city-run facility. I don't think the answer is for the city to take on new roles, but rather to find those nonprofit entities and other entities to partner with to help, help make things work. Hale says more housing options for seniors may also open up the local real estate market. One of the reasons pointed to for, for um, the housing shortage is that where you might have had a family of four or five in a house, you might be down to just one person. Hale has watched friends and neighbors leave Juno as they get older. And that always seems so sad to me that we lose them in our community when they've been such a vital and vibrant part of the community. Riverview represents a new part of Juno's community. As Betty Marriott performs on her baby grand for her friends and new neighbors, it's clear she's found her place in it. In Juneau, I'm Katie Anastas. 
Shishaldin Volcano in the eastern Aleutians had a large eruption over the weekend. The volcano on Unimak Island emitted a continuous ash plume, raising alert levels Saturday night. The high alert lasted a few hours till explosive activity declined. There were no reports of ashfall in nearby communities, the closest one being False Pass, 23 miles away. Experts will continue monitoring the volcano. Shishaldin activity changes quickly, says Nick Schwartz, lead forecaster for the National Weather Service. This morning, I mean, it went from basically nothing to a, a plume at a height of over 35,000 feet in a matter of 10 minutes. Hannah Dietrich is a research geophysicist with the U.S. Geological Survey. She says Shishaldin is what they call an open system. The pathway of, of magma to the surface is relatively almost easy. So those eruptions can happen with less warning time than other systems. Dietrich says volcanic eruptions can last for many months, so be prepared, whether it be to protect yourself from ashfall or to be flexible with travel plans due to possible flight cancellations. It's a pretty active place. We have a lot of earthquakes, too. We have exciting weather all the time. It's part of the Alaska experience, I think. Alaska Volcano Observatory officials say Saturday night's 7.2 earthquake that happened near Sand Point was not related to the volcano. And the earthquake did not trigger the large ash eruption, even though they were just hours apart. A Juneau man has been missing for nearly a week after going kayaking on Mendenhall Lake. According to Juneau police, Paul Jose Rodriguez Jr. was last seen by his roommate last Monday. Juneau Mountain Rescue is assisting the Alaska State Troopers, the U.S. Forest Service, and other organizations with the search, according to Jackie Ebert with JMR. We performed an aerial search this morning. Um, the Sea Dogs organization are out there with their dogs. Ebert said officials believe Rodriguez intended to kayak toward the glacier. His kayak was found floating unattended in Mendenhall Lake on Tuesday, according to Juneau police. He was reported overdue Sunday night. Ebert said she did not know why Rodriguez wasn't reported missing sooner. Rodriguez is described by Juneau police as a 43-year-old male, about 5 foot 9 inches tall, and weighing approximately 150 pounds. Anyone with information about where he might be should call JPD Dispatch at 907 58 Alaska State Troopers did not immediately reply to a request for more information. And now a correction. In a story we aired Monday morning about Sitka's new animal control officer, we referred to Dusty Kidd as the board treasurer for the Friends of Sitka Animal Shelter. He is actually the board secretary. We regret the error. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. (music) 